0: Podcast.
1: on this week's episode of the poke Ramble podcast we'll be attempting to dlc the future breaking down the new trailer for the pokemon expansion pass discussing every new feature from avery to zapdos and much much more So, welcome to the Poké Ramble podcast. I'm your host Kamel, and I'm joined as ever by the Battle Frontier brain himself, Amit. How goes it, my friend? Great episode two. Here we are. Can you believe it? I can't.
0: I'm excited. It's it's good. We uh, we said we do it weekly, um, and here we are. We've even got people in the chat today. Oh, really? Uh, so, yeah. Shout out to Billy. Thank you for joining us live. Is that Billy the Door? Uh, so uh soup underscore billy oh hi billy uh so thank you for joining us it's uh it's great to be recording the podcast with an audience for a change which is uh something new for us
1: and i, I guess so, before we talk all this pokemon stuff i'm just wondering how you are in general really
0: yeah great i uh, i actually got a kitten this week so uh, i'm in the throes of, of learning how a kitten behaves uh, hey Ambelina in the chat as well. Thank you for joining us.
1: Hey Erica. Um,
0: yeah, so so I'm in the in the throes of uh, enjoying a kitten, which is uh, a new thing for me. I've never had a pet before. What type um, is it? It really is. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a fire type. Uh, I've decided. Okay. Um, uh, it's a ragdoll kitten, uh, so lots of fun, lots of playfulness, um, but very very cuddly, um, which has been a real treat. That's cool,
1: that's cool, I'm, I'm I'm doing quite well myself, I've got my uh, Mewtwo mug in front of me with a nice cup of tea, uh, the Pokemon anime is back today, so I'm just waiting for the new uh, new episode to drop with subs, and I'll be watching that tonight, and uh, I guess uh, the, the, the really exciting thing for me is we finally figured out the Spotify situation, and although iTunes are refusing to put us up because of the podcast form thing, uh, we'll get that sorted out, but it's, it's nice to be up there finally, you know, another medium to, to listen on, really.
0: Yeah, so you know, now that we're live on Twitch uh, every Sunday, 6.30 Central, um, 7.30 British Summertime, mm-hmm. uh, nice that we've got some people with us. I can just see the alt fan piece joined us as well. Um, thank you for joining us live. It's great to have a, a live audience uh, when we record these things, and hopefully you guys will get a chance to, to ask questions and stuff uh, if you want to hear us talk about things. Uh, and then as well as Twitch, live on a, on a Sunday evening, uh, Spotify and YouTube, for those of you who can't catch it live, um, so we did have actually a surprising number of people follow follow us on Spotify. So thank you to all of those people. Um, we will try and make sure that we keep these weekly. It's exciting for us. Where are we on the Spotify
1: rankings? Music. You you
0: had looked, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I counted when you search Pokemon podcast. I counted the number of podcasts you have to go down to find us. Oh. Okay. Um, after after the first episode, we were 64th. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, with a bit of time, we'll we'll climb up the rankings again and I,
1: I i guess probably we should get into things then um you know last week we we sort of tangentially discussed that um would we see a trailer for the pokemon dlc considering that it's coming out this month and lo and behold this month we did so let's start with our first section so this is our main feature for this uh this week uh, and it's the uh pokemon expansion pass um news uh we had a trailer last week um which showcased both the isle of um armor and the crown tundra and i guess what really happens in the trailer we don't really need to go in depth in the actual trailer itself but we see landscapes of the isle of armor interactions with new characters while we're studying in the isle of armor in the dojo uh, we see us fighting with kubfu uh, in a pagoda which i don't know whether or not it's um it's going to decide which evolution you get because there's two different pagodas shown um. But yeah, we see those, we we see the Isle of Tundra, we see more landscapes, uh, returning Pokemon, we see the Temple of the Regis, um, and uh, the Gigantamax starters. So, th- those are the things we're kind of shown in the trailer. We'll break down the trailer um, with the most important parts, I guess. But I just wanted to hear your sort of tangential thoughts on the trailer itself, to begin with.
0: Yeah, I mean it was it was great it was exciting because i wasn't expecting to uh have a trailer that was teasing more of the content and um, mm-hmm. so close to launch um, and i'm sure we'll talk about the the actual launch date in a moment but um really nice that it's uh so soon um yes yeah, so what, what today, is the
1: yeah what is the release date it's the 17th isn't
0: it 17th of june yeah 17th of june uh, global release so really exciting that it's so soon um, i'm glad uh, and really pleased that it wasn't pushed back because of uh, the virus. So credit to the the team for getting their, um, you know, remote working in order, so that they were able to to kind of keep progressing on the game in time. It's fantastic! Actually, if, I can't wait for it.
1: If anything, we have to give them a bit of praise because I think when they first revealed it, they were sort of shooting for the end of uh, June. So the fact we're actually getting it in the middle of June is actually quite 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 great news. Uh, not not yeah. so much because Last of Us Two comes out, but we'll we'll forget about <laughs> that.
0: But <laughs> but yeah, no, no, that... I mean it's it's always good. Yeah. it's always good when it's always good when there's new content uh, i'm always excited um and the trailer do you know what it was a nice little teaser i'm mm-hmm. glad that they didn't reveal anything too much um and i think it was nice there wasn't a big fanfare there wasn't a big intro it was just we're sending something out at this time and i think everyone was just scrabbling around twitter youtube trying to figure out where it was uh, and then i think you pointed me to the japanese uh, Pokemon company's Twitter account, yeah, uh, and there was the trailer. So I watched it actually on that site first, uh, and then they, I saw they did release uh, it in, I suppose, an English version. It was there was no um, voiceover during the video, but just the text and things were in English. So I, I, I then watched it again with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know, it's 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 exciting, and there's lots of lots of little teasers, lots of things that I really uh, enjoyed looking at. So um, well, let's get into it. Really, that's, that's kind of where I want to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, just just quickly as well, I completely agree where I thought the trailer was perfect just because it was more of a teaser uh, showing you what you've got to look forward to rather than holding your hand saying, oh, this is what you're going to do here. This is what you're going to do. They don't they don't explain much. Uh, So they leave it up to your imagination. And I guess we've got a lot of um, surprise waiting for us. uh, when we uh, go go into the game ourselves, but I guess when, when we're talking about surprises I think the first thing I wanted to really point out is that uh, we see um, Galerian Slowbro and whilst we're going to talk about Slowbro in depth later on in this video um, We see it in the context of both um, Avery and Clara who are going to be the two people training with us on the Isle of Armour and um, we see them chucking Pokeballs but only one of them's um, using Galarian Slowbro now I just wanted to know do you think Clara is going to have a Galarian Slowbro as well or is it just Avery who's going to have it as his partner Pokemon
0: yeah so it was interesting because we found out that Galarian Slowbro was a dual poison psychic type and with Avery being teased as the uh, psychic type trainer, Clara being the poison type trainer, it almost feels like Galarian Slowbro must be both of their pokemon it fits so nicely um the other possibility is obviously that it could be um slow kink and we haven't heard about galarian sloking we did see a very small teaser um, in one of the earlier trailers for the dlc yeah um, of galarian sloking where his face was all blurred out so possibly if it's also a poison type uh, it would be a perfect match for kara mm-hmm. otherwise I- i'm guessing that they both have um galarian slow bro and it was it was strange that um we only see Galarian Slowbro standing behind Avery, but I think the way the trail is done, it almost seemed to imply that they were both throwing the ball at the same time, and the outcome was uh, Galarian Slowbro. So my yeah. assumption going into it is that they both are using uh, Galarian Slowbro
1: it could be a fake out for me in the sense of um neither of them could have glory Slowbro as their as their main partner pokemon maybe avery actually has a different partner pokemon and they just showed off Slowbro for the sake of this trailer i guess so it could be a fake out um very much a possibility like you said that clara does have a glaring slow as well um but i'm really holding holding hope into the fact that she's got a Galarian dust ox or something. I mean, the, her fashion sense. Not to have a Galarian dust ox doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe I'm hoping too much, but yeah, maybe, may, maybe not. I don't know, but I'm I'm hoping it's something different than the Glarian Slowbro bro. Um, the slowking I thought was actually going to be left with the Crown Tundra DLC, but um, it would make sense that we get a slowking at the same time. Um, but I'm hoping it's not. Yeah, just it a would slowking. be odd.
0: It would be odd to have a way for uh, slowpoke to evolve in one way, but not the other. Yeah, so... um, and, and actually that was that was the other really thing uh, interesting thing about this uh, teaser actually that i should have covered at the start mm-hmm. um is it covered both dlc's which i wasn't expecting i no. thought it was just going to be about um the isle of armor but nice to get some stuff on the crown tundra as well mm. and actually i think some of the bits that i was most excited about was for the crown tundra um because i'm starting to piece together little bits about the isle of armor but actually so much is unknown about the crown tundra oh yeah and certainly from a Pokemon perspective, it's certainly a legendary Pokemon perspective. That certainly feels like where most of it is being housed in in the Crown Tundra. So mm-hmm. it'll be exciting to see um what we get in in the Isle of Armor in terms of of legendaries and, and extras on top of the main story. Um, but certainly the Crown Tundra looks absolutely full of it.
1: um So we'll, we'll be moving on to the Crown Tundra in a little bit, as that was the second half of the trailer. But I guess we've talked about uh, Avery and Clara being in this trailer. Um, and and how we see uh, Dynamax slowbro and speculate on what their potential partners could be but um, we actually got a new sort of mechanic um, and this was called Dynamax Soup Um, so Dynamax Soup um, in the Isle of Armour you can make Max Soup uh, which um, essentially if your Pokemon has got the potential to Gigantamax if they have this soup uh, they'll be able to Gigantamax with it Uh, for example if you've got a Melmetal um if you give it the soup it'll be able to gigantamax and i'm guessing this is the way that our starters are going to be able to uh gigantamax um so our partner pokemon from the beginning of the game but um i think it's a pretty cool mechanic um and it's a way of uh you well, if you're building a team and you want to get everything perfect with your team it's good that you can just use a dynamax soup to give it its dynamax slash gigantamax form rather than have to catch it in the wild um and yeah i mean this, that was definitely
0: where I'm, my ears pricked up is uh, having Dynamax soup means that now it's not going to be difficult to find a Gigantamax Snorlax um, with a zero-speed oh, IV, God. because it's much yeah. easier to breed. I mean, you and I must have spent days yeah. trying to find a Snorlax with perfect IVs, and we failed. Mm. Uh, in the end, I ended up using one that I think had a decent speed IV. Um, but now with the Dynamax soup, we can actually breed the perfect Pokémon. Um, and I'm sure that at some point we'll talk about um, IVs and breeding and all that good stuff in a podcast. But um, yeah, nice that you can finally breed a perfect Pokemon, give it Dynamax Soup, and have exactly what you want yes.
1: um,
0: on the competitive scene. And actually, one of the things that I think that does really nicely is uh, level the playing field for people who are actually um, following the rules and breeding their Pokemon properly, properly, versus those who uh, go to hackers or breed, you know, uh, or services Man- manipulate to get things. That they will, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So really nice that they've, they've added a very simple mechanic, and I hope it is easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, makes makes competitive Pokemon a level playing field for everyone again. So I'm like, always a big fan of that.
1: Getting Gigantamax shiny Pokemon is, is quite the impossible task, unless you do go to someone who manipulates dens and whatnot. So to be able to sort of um, be able to get shiny Gigantamax Pokémon out in a, in a much easier sort of way it is such a motivating thing for me to be able to collect them all. So I'm very much looking forward to doing that. Uh, really.
0: I mean, we say we say a much easier way. How long have you been looking for a shiny Scorbunny?
1: It's not even the bunny, It's a bloody feedback <laughs> I gave up after a thousand eggs. I'll go back to it one day, but not anytime soon. Um, but yeah, that's it with Dynamax Super. Unless you've got anything else to talk about it.
0: No, no, I'm, I'm hoping it's not too difficult to, to recreate. I'm hoping that it's a fairly easy process
1: it's just nice that everybody's sitting on a table i mean most people just sit in front of their settees and eat their food but here you know we're a family we eat on the table (laughs) anyway i'm moving on before it gets too too uh heated um another sort of feature is the cramomatic now this is this is an item where it lets you combine up to four different items to make a new item um so you get different items based on the items you put into it now i have no idea what we'll be creating with it what we have to put in do we put four potions to make a max potion i have no idea but this is such a cool cool little thing they've added and i'm looking forward to seeing how it sort of works out it reminds me of the puffing making machine back in the day
0: it was very subtly teased um, yeah. which i really like i mean they've, they've really said nothing about it the only thing that i can speculate is that maybe you're putting in um berries or apricorns to form uh pokeballs because we know that that's coming back in this dlc okay
1: so i was um, going to bring this up later but in this trailer and post trailer on the website, we had no sort of mention of the apricorns. Do you speculate? So you're speculating that this is the way we're going to get those apricorn Pokemon? It's not going to be Kurt, it's not going to be his granddaughter. This is the way we're going to get our apricorns.
0: So the two things that really stood out to me in the trailer that they didn't highlight but made a real point to visualize is there's these really large trees mm-hmm. that almost seem to be at the centerpiece of some of the shots. Mm-hmm. And it was in two or three different locations as well. So my my assumption is that those trees are, are what you use to find apricorns. Mm-hmm. Whether you need to use headbutt um, to get them, I don't know. Um, but I imagine that's how you get them, and then you put them into uh, the chromatic, and that's how you get your uh, beast balls and love balls and all the different balls that you can't currently buy within the game. Yeah. Um, I think that might be the mechanic for how they do it. It would be lovely to have Kurt back. It would be really nice to have uh, you know him in the game again. It's been such a long time. Yeah. Um. And so maybe, maybe it's Kurt's house that, you know, the crown in. matics mm-hmm. in. Um, but I, I'm wondering if maybe this is the way in which they modernise the process and, and that's how you do it. That's such, me, a such a great yeah, point.
1: Such a great point. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's, it's just one of those things where we know it's coming and we've had no teasers about how it happens. So I'm just trying to put two and two together. Um, realistically, can I see it being for new competitive items? Probably not, because I think that it's more likely that um, where you're finding things that you have to kind of, I don't want to say farm four because I'm sure they'll make it relatively easy. But if you have to collect, you know, four choice scarves in order to make a super choice scarf or something like oh, that. Oh, please don't. Um <laughs> yeah, I think I think it would just make I think it would make it a little bit too infuriating and then it would sort of make a lot of other uh maybe competitive items a bit more redundant. So yeah. either I think it's gonna be a cheaper way to get items rather than BP, but but actually I think this is probably for uh the April Balls that we're so excited for. Cool.
1: I mean I think in terms of the isle of armor those are the only two things i really thought in the trailer that was really sort of shown to us so there isn't really anything else to talk about in relation to the isle of armor apart from i don't know kubfu and how he evolves so um on the website it says that the kubfu evolution is not actually based on your version of the game but rather it's based on the decisions you make um and as i alluded to earlier there's two different pagodas and i don't know um what's the difference between two, but I speculate that um, if you go to one pagoda and not the other, your Cub Fool will evolve into one style of Urshifu. Um, what are your thoughts on that, and do you have any other thoughts on the Isle of Armor before we move on to the Crown Tundra stuff?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the sensible way. If you go up one tower versus the other, that's probably the different ways in which uh, he evolves, and, and, you know, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen a huge number of posts uh, across social media for people who are celebrating the fact that um it it's almost like a new form of evolution um but the fact the fact that you can train it in different ways it evolves into two, two, one of two different pokemon uh, and then every reply to that just being pictures of tyrogue because i think people forget that tyrogue Back in Generation 2 had the most incredible way of evolving. Where, yeah. Most incredibly annoying the way of
1: evol- evolving. Let me it was it. annoying, but depending <laughs> on whether
0: its attack stat or its defense stat was higher, it evolved into hit one Lee or hit one Chan, or if they were equal, it evolved into Hitmon Top. Mm-hmm. Um, so it required you to be very, very careful about how you train Tyrogue uh, and the EVs that you collected from battling it uh, in order to force it to level up a certain way, which I thought was, you know, yes, it's frustrating, but a very, very clever mechanic. Um, so in this way, you know, for Kabfu, it's, it's it's similar in some ways in that the way in which you train it makes the difference. Um, but, you know, again, it's, it's the Pokemon company doing something a little bit different, and I'm always always in favor of that.
1: There's one more question I wanted to ask, and, and that's we don't see any levels of the Pokemon in this Isle of Armor expansion. And I just want to know, what is going to be the level cap in this, this um, expansion? Is it going to be about level 60-ish? Are they going to have level 100 Pokemon there, or...? What's going to happen with it? Because, you know, by this time, a lot of my Pokemon are overleveled. And to the point, I'm actually just thinking of breeding a brand new team just for the Isle of Armour to kind of have it at at the right sort of level, because I want to have a little challenge rather than bulldoze through the content.
0: Yeah, so when they first announced the Isle of Armour DLC, I mean, the first thing that thought to me is maybe this is the the time we finally raised the level cap. But two things um, that they've announced made me reconsider that. The first is that they're adding new challenges, new ways to battle that are really supposed to test your Pokemon.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, a bit like the Battle Frontier uh, back in Generation 3, I'm assuming that that's going to be very specific mechanics around how you battle. So, for example, uh, needing to use a certain type of Pokemon or needing to use Pokemon that don't have items or you have certain kind of moves, etc. Mm-hmm. So, actually, I think that's going to be a really clever way to um, force people to to, to actually you know, work hard to complete the DLC without mm-hmm. needing to raise the level cap. Okay. Um, that and actually sense. the the addition of Cub Fu, um, if he's a mandatory part of your party while you go through the DLC, again is another way in which they can level the, the playing field out. Because I'm sure that Cub Fu won't come to you at level one hundred.
1: So I guess what we're saying is for the story sort of content in the Isle of Armour it will sort of, it will be sort of capped for you automatically, and maybe in the wild area, it's not going to be capped, and and so that stuff it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So you can just do that separately. Yeah. Is that the sort yeah of I
0: mean, I, I, yeah, I imagine that that most of the wilder areas in the Isle of Armor will have wild Pokemon out, maybe level sixty to level eighty. I don't think they'll hit level one hundred for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think they'll be slightly stronger than than maybe level sixty, um, but I do think that the DLC, I'm sure they'll have thought this through. Um, because I think the only two options they have are raise the level cap or find new ways to make the game difficult. Um, and given that they've thrown some teasers out about that already, I, I'm expecting them to have uh, found a way to make the game a little bit more challenging, which, you know, is is really nice.
1: Sorry, could you just repeat yourself there? I completely forgot. I still had, like, um, following stuff on at the moment. <laughs> That's okay. No worries. <laughs> That's okay.
0: Um, no, I was just saying that I I imagine that they'll they'll have found different ways to make the game more challenging. Um, And I'm sure that, you know, Kufu and other additions will will be the way in which they do that. So no, I don't think they'll raise the level cap. Um, I think we'll probably keep it at level 100. The nice thing about competitive is that that is capped at level 50. So if they did raise the level cap, I mean, there's nothing to lose from doing it um, other than it's just going to mean a lot of people who will probably want to uh, farm or use the um, pokey jobs to just level their team up quickly, um, which, which feels like a bit of a waste of time. So I'm Mm -hmm. sure that they'll, have a different way of, of uh, managing the, the difficulty in the dlc yeah
1: sorry about that uh anyone that's listening that's on the okay. podcast or on the youtube i'll have to start the sort of alert uh noise to just balance it with the podcast uh but i just want to give a big shout out to chugging man cream for the follow um but anyway the second part of the trailer we have i the... did want to just before we move on sorry i did want to on. say
0: one more thing about the isle of armor yeah um which is that they're introducing move tutors and new moves uh, in the dlc we'll oh um, we'll come to that we'll come to that oh you got, got it. it okay yeah
1: we'll come to Go that ahead. um Go ahead. so we'll talk about the crown tundra and the sort of um things we see in it so we see the, this big tree that resembles the new uh legendary legendary pokemon calyrix uh we see the galarian um kanto pokemon <laughs> which was quite surprising uh legendary sorry birds um and we also see peony i think his name's peony um there he's just a quick shot but he's going to be sort of uh, involved in what is going to be legendary hunting um now legendary hunting in the crown tundra you'll um have this feature called the dynamax adventure where four players together investigate dynamax raid dens and we speculate that these dynamax raid dens will be uh where you encounter legendary pokemon we see mewtwo we've seen um sort of giratina uh, but what are your thoughts on this sort of method of, of capturing legendary pokemon
0: um, I think it's a, it's a great way to encourage people to get online. And obviously one of the things that the Pokemon company strategically will probably need to be doing is promoting um, online play and promoting the Nintendo Switch online. Mm-hmm. So actually, the it's probably mainly driven by that. Um, and I'm sure that the raids are going to be challenging enough, like some of the raid battles that we've seen before, um, that you will absolutely need to go through them with uh, multiple trainers together. So mm-hmm. it's probably a great way to encourage people to get online and participate in in raids uh, mm-hmm. and play together play with friends i hope that they do have a way to make uh matchmaking work so that we can play with friends rather than just random people um because for me that's going to be a big factor in whether i do uh a lot of these raids online or whether i don't because we have um, we've
1: had a um a challenge in mewtwo we had this mewtwo dynamax battle where, where it was quite challenging and really doing that in a pickup group was um very very difficult because these mewtos are very very strong so I'm hoping the challenge of these legendary Pokemons we find in these dens are going to be really difficult, and so it will promote you trying to find, you know, your ideal squad and, you know, squatting up with people and, you know, devising tactics um, to tackle these legendary Pokemon. Um,
0: yeah, but... and the thought hadn't really occurred to me at the time, but I wonder if that, that Mewtwo event, which was obviously centred around the release of the uh, rebooted uh, Pokemon the first movie, so Mewtwo Returns Evolution, mm-hmm. um, I wonder if that was was them just testing the difficulty settings for a legendary max raid battle mm-hmm. and what was really nice about that is that you absolutely spot on you couldn't do it with the ai and actually you struggled a bit with with just random people that you were joining an online lobby with yeah. you really did have to kind of plan ahead um to take it down with with any kind of certainty otherwise you were hoping on getting lucky um and i i you know i saw lots of people who <laughs> realized that a certain pokemon was really good defensively Mm -hmm. so running something like wide guard or or, you know moves that helped prevent the team being taken out Mm -hmm. but it doesn't work if then you're paired up with other people who are doing the same thing so being able to coordinate and play with friends is absolutely kind of critical to or was critical to that max ray battle Uh, i'm hoping that we get the same with these Mm -hmm. Uh, i think it'll be a real incentive to go and play max ray battles especially but also obviously play them online
1: um, apart from the Galarian legendaries which we're going to break down a bit later on, um, I actually wanted to talk about the other very cool feature and one I know that you're very excited about and that's the idea of the Galarian Star Tournament in Winden. Um, where you will play um, uh, multi-battles, double battles against various characters from the story and the sort of pair that we see in the trailer is actually Rehan and uh, Leon Now, which is really interesting because as we know uh um, is fierce rivals with Leon and he's the only person in Galar that's even come close to being Leon um, obviously apart from us but you know that's really interesting to see them budding up and the first thought I had uh, in my head was you know um Rehan likes his weather tactics and he's got a talk all in his team so how terrifying is it having a talk call with um a gigantamax charizard facing down on your team Is going to be, be, very, be a very, very terrifying I, I prospect
0: a, i hope that's a gigantamax solar power charizard as well let's let's not mess around here <laughs> destroy us destroy our dreams <laughs> yeah i mean do you know what it's fantastic because um i'm a huge fan of other battles I think that it will encourage more people to practice double battles, and obviously, double battles are not a big feature in the story campaign of this game. I, I'm trying to remember if there are any double battles actually in. I guess you do a couple with Hop uh, mm-hmm. against. Uh, you do have Ray Ray but,
1: Hans, Jim. Uh, the, the yes, gym you have...
0: actually, and that was a really nice surprise because I yeah. wasn't expecting it. No, I, um, I wasn't. But actually, for there it. aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of double battles in the game. So nice that they found a new way to introduce it. I hope you get the option of picking double battles versus. The original tournament. Um, I think there'll be two different also, tournaments also, to I enter in. If, Yeah, and I wonder if, because um, obviously we see the protagonist alongside Hop in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the uh, person you battle with, um, a bit like the Battle Frontier back in Generation Three, um, is either a character from the main story uh, mm-hmm. or trainers that you can help kind of um, bring along yourself. So uh, one of the nice things in Generation Three is that there was a trainer on the side of the Battle Frontier who if you talk to a couple of times, they ask you questions about advice for their team. Mm-hmm. And depending on what advice you gave them, when they joined the Battle Frontier as a possible tag partner, um, they had the team that you'd advise them on. That'd which is really, really cool, cool because you could you could say, you know, if you had a water type and a grass type and you needed a fire type for the team, you could tell them to bring a blazer or a hole and they'd do it. And it was a really nice way for the game <laughs> to very subtly... Um, <laughs> <laughs> really nice way for the game to very subtly <laughs> kind of prompt you
1: sorry um, i'm just imagining you alone. now listen up here buddy you in there. bring that uh, uh charizard or whatever <laughs> okay.
0: oh, yeah damn. i mean it, it was it was really the kind of thing where you know you could say this is what i want and he, he bought it it was great um so i wonder if there's the option to do that as well and obviously the one that i would be most excited for is uh, if you could do it over Wi-Fi and have a friend that you could invite into the tournament and the two of you play it together, because mm-hmm. uh, I think that would probably be the most fun um, if you could. Uh, and I hope there are some decent prizes for it as well, because I'm sure that they'll make it challenging. So no, I, I, that's I I do wonder whether or not
1: we could get some guest characters from other games that'll, that'll join us. You oh, know? oh yeah,
0: that'll I be mean nice. we saw that in uh, we saw that in Black and White too with the uh, I want to say it was called the the Dream. It was the World Tournament, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so you know maybe, maybe it's uh, something we can see again that would be a uh, lot of fun
1: um and I, I guess the other thing i wanted to mention about this this 2v2 tournament uh was that your character now uh the look of your character um it looks like you've got a lot of sponsorships on your outfit so i guess they've recognized you as the champion now and um you've got a lot of companies sponsoring you so that's pretty cool um i was talking to philip earlier uh yeah, phil 556 and he was just sort of hoping that you know you can change your outfit uh, to have more cooler gym outfits than, than you had in the beginning of the game. so
0: Yeah, yeah one of the massive surprises of the game, and I, I think we touched on this at one point, is that you unlock lots of different gym outfits as you're playing through the game. Mm-hmm. But you can't actually wear that outfit during the gym challenge, which was so bizarre to me. It seemed like such an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, and, and I suppose it's probably because they had cutscenes and things where you were wearing a certain, uh, a certain outfit. But um, it seems so easy to me that you could uh, switch your gym outfit and it was a no feature they never put in. So I hope they do retrospectively add it in the DLC. And
1: just one more thing before we move on, um, more related to the Isle of Armor, but in the trailer we do see a woman with a Squirtle and a so either side. So I'm sort of speculating whether or not you get to pick one of these and uh, this Pokemon that has the uh, potential to to Gigantamax. So, yeah. that's the Yeah, way that way. would be fun.
0: Um, it would be nice to have an easy way to, to pick up a... Gigantamax, uh, Blastoise, or Venusaur. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that.
1: What's your favorite about the two?
0: <sighs> Do you know what? It was hard. I actually really like the look of Blastoise. I didn't at first. It took me a minute. I remember. I, really the I remember. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, I, and I think I've said this before. Like For me, I think the Gigantamax designs I've struggled with mm-hmm. um, in a way that I don't find them um, as appealing as I did the, the Mega evolutions, where I could see something that was almost like more a more creature like. Evolution, where yeah, it was more creature like and it really felt like sort of evolution at, at its highest level. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Gigantamax, things are become, you know, a little bit they're so extreme that they're unreasonable. Uh, a couple of them I really like. Like I love Snorlax. I think the idea of him being so lazy that, you know, stuff has sprouted on him is, is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but some of them I I look at um like Gigantamax you and it's just a little strange. Mm-hmm. And I get that, you know, it's trying to it's inspired by Skyscraper and and I get the idea. But it just didn't sit quite right for me with, like these being organic creatures, I guess. Um, I do apologise because
1: I'm, I'm getting a bit sidetracked here, and I promise I'll move on in a second. But you know what's really helped me get over it is thinking that the Pokémon world is influenced by Pokémon, and that the infrastructure is based on these Pokémon's forms. Uh, so, like, what if like skyscrapers were based off a Gigantamax? Um, what do we call it? Gigantamax Gir- Giraldon? Uh What if ice creams were inspired by a vanilla and stuff like that? And so that's sort of what's helped me um, get around how
0: strange some Pokemon look. Like... That that's actually really clever. Um, and thinking about it that way, you're right. Does kind of ease it in my mind. That's a that's yeah. a really clever. It doesn't idea. give
1: an excuse for for weird designs, but it helps me get over it a bit more. So, yeah. Um... Yeah,
0: I th- do. You know what? I think if the Pokemon company played into that and and actively made it a part of the law, mm-hmm. I'd be totally behind it. I think the bit that I struggle with is until they do that, it feels like lazy design.
1: Yeah, Klefki. Shout but, out to Klefke. <laughs>
0: Oh, let's not go down that rabbit hole. We could talk about that for
1: hours. (laughs) Okay, we'll we'll move on to the breakdowns of each Pokemon then. And the first one I really want to talk about is Glowing Slowbro. Now, this is the one I'm really excited about. Uh, Not least because it's the first Psychic Poison type in the game. Can you believe it?
0: Do you know what? It it didn't even occur to me when they said that, that it was the first uh, Psychic Poison Pokemon. And great. I mean, there are obviously combinations of Pokemon that we've not had before. Mm -hmm. Uh, Always nice to see a new one.
1: Mm. And... What I like about its design is it's got an arm, which is basically a cannon. And so, with Final Fantasy 7 being out, I'm going to call mine Barrett because it just looks like Barrett to me.
0: <laughs> Very nice. Um, and so, um...
1: here's a bit of trivia for you: it's the first Pokemon to have a regional form and a Mega Evolution. Can you can you believe it? Oh, no, that hadn't occurred to me. Yes, that's, that's cool. I wonder if yeah. like whenever they reintroduce Mega Evolution, they they better. Um, whether or not we'll see um, a a mega evolution for the Galarian version of this.
0: I wonder. I mean, the the bit I really like about um, Galarian Slowbro's design, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's It's just his expression. Mm -hmm. I think it's so perfect where he's still looking dumbfounded at his arm Mm -hmm. going, this doesn't quite make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's going along with it. And I I actually think it's a a really nicely designed Pokemon. So uh, credit there because it's a really nice regional form.
1: Now, here's, here's this, he's got a new ability called Quake Draw, um, and I'm not too sure what this means, but here's, here's, here's a little tidbit from the Pokemon website. Uh, they say, although this Pokemon is normally zoned out, facing off against strong opponents activates stimulants in his body, sending them coursing through its nervous system and delivering a jolt. When this happens, Slowbro's expression sharpens with a speed that puts even the quickest reflexes to shame. Slowbro readies its shoulder and makes a poisonous liquid shoot from its shoulder’s tip.
0: What do we think that is? Yeah, so my my mind went racing, and there's a couple of things that spring to mind. Mm -hmm. Um, The first is a bit like Cramorant, where when it gets damaged, uh, it does a recoil uh, attack. So if it takes damage, maybe the arm fires off. Mm -hmm. Um, The other one is maybe it's a bit like a quick claw. So um, it sometimes just randomly will move first in its priority bracket Yeah. um, so that the shell functions a bit like a quick claw. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the third one is that actually um it has a maybe a specific move um that when it's used, you know, is always uh, actually I'm not quite sure how that would work. I was gonna say a move that would always move first in its priority racket, but I feel like that would be a, a feature of the move. I think um I think the, so the Yeah, the maybe thing, one of those first two ideas.
1: The one thing I was thinking about is that it, it talks about it, you know getting a bit more serious when it fights stronger opponents and i may be thinking if the pokemon's like a level higher from you or so that you know you you basically start off the the first turn by doing a bit of damage to the pokemon um without using up a turn so you you, slower comes out strong pokemon comes out and just its ability activates where it it does 25 percent or so so to the opposing pokemon or something like that is what i was thinking so that could be i wonder if i
0: wonder if maybe um it always moves first against high-level opponents. Maybe mm-hmm. that's another um, another option. Oh, that's so not good. so useful for competitive. Yeah. Um, but certainly for the DLC, it could be a useful one. Again, uh, if it's a Pokemon that they maybe you know give to you, and obviously they've gifted us a Galarian Slowpoke.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, if you
0: haven't got that, go and check out Wechel Station. Uh, Station. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, Wechel Station for for one of those. Um, but maybe because you know you've got a, a Galarian Slowpoke, maybe that's one of the things that they do, is they encourage you to use it in the DLC. Yeah. Through that ability. Um, All cool ideas.
1: So the new the new move is called Shell Sidearm. Um and as per the website, Shell Sidearm is a poison special move in which this Pokemon fires poisonous liquid from the tip of the shell attached to its arm. This move may poison the target, moreover, it inflicts either physical or special damage depending on what will damage the opponent more. Bloody hell. <laughs> that's what I have to say to that.
0: <laughs> the bit this the bit that really interests me there is normally when we see moves that can do special or physical damage it's based on uh which pokemon's stat is higher Mm -hmm. whereas this seems to indicate that it's going to take into account the factors on the opponent's side of the field so either their stats or things like light screen etc and always do more damage so Mm -hmm. it's almost like a move that's difficult to prevent because it sounds like whatever you try and do it's going to find the best way to damage you
1: I guess I think we want to talk uh, shortly about the competitive side of things, but I think we talked about this Pokemon, you know, being able or having the potential to take out one of the two biggest threats in the game, which is Clefairy and Toxapex at the moment, with its typing. Um, So yeah, what what do you think of it competitively, uh, it being a psychic poison type in, in the metagame in general?
0: yes i mean when i when i think competitive my hat's always on for vgc doubles mm-hmm. um i guess we've covered it, singles hard.
1: with clefairy and toxapex i mean those are the two yeah. prevalent pokemon and this thing will destroy them if it, if it's given the right stats
0: it's hard for me to to speculate on doubles because one of the things that's so important is obviously how it pairs alongside other pokemon but with the prevalence of, of fairy types things like Togekiss, um hatterene it, it, it would do very well as a poison type mm-hmm. um but i do wonder with with Dragapult being on on a lot of teams tyranitar being very popular
1: mm-hmm.
0: um how it will fare being part psychic type um because it's certainly got a lot of threats out there as well
1: well maybe we we're talking about Hatterene there maybe with a lot of um a lot of people like to run trick room teams maybe this pokemon will be slow enough to um destroy Hatterene turn one maybe question mark
0: yeah, and, and the bit that will make that really uh useful is if the, the poison chance is, you know, thirty percent or something rather than ten percent. Mm-hmm. Um, because that will absolutely give it a good chance of breaking through focus sash and things like that as well. Um so you know, a versatile Pokemon and something that I'm sure we'll see. Uh, if not good use, then certainly lots of trial uh in competitive play well, and experimentation.
1: We, we know the original Slowbro has always been competitively pretty good with his high defenses and I guess it was promoted further by its mega evolution, um, but I think this Galarian uh, Slowbro might even be better than its counterpart, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, but- assuming it learns uh, Shell Smash, um, there's, certainly <laughs> good there's certainly good opportunity for it to do, do good things.
1: Yeah, well, we've got a lot to look forward to, and I'm definitely going to have one of these on my team uh, for the Isle of Armor, um, but we'll go on to um, a couple of things shown off in the uh, Crown Tundra. Uh, and the first of which was Regidrago. Drago. Uh well, we've got a name for it now and it's confirmed to be a dragon type. Um and the Pokemon website's got a little bit of lore for us which I thought was really cool. Um and it says the sealed Regidrago. Drago. Uh folklore tells uh that legendary Pokemon Regigigas Gigas tried to create a Pokemon from crystallized dragon energy but ran out of crystals and was only was only um was only able next time you do the reading only able to complete the head <laughs> uh, people feared if ridge draco were to be completed it would rain destruction on the land and so they sealed it away within a temple now that is a really really cool lore point and it's nice to see Rigi Gigas is um is in there because i was wondering how how could we have more regis when we've got Gigas related to the first three ridges we had back in Hoenn.
0: Yeah, it's it's really interesting that they've added two more, and they were never Pokemon that I, I, I thought the lore was quite well self-contained. So to add more is is absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. and it um, explains
1: why we haven't seen it before now because they've been sealed away in in, the, in this temple.
0: Yeah, so so I'm sure that's one going to be one of the main points of the Crown Tundra is getting to explore all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know, really nice to have a, a new, uh, I guess, legendary Pokemon, and and I hope that that. Um, Reggie Drago gets some competitive play as well uh, if it's legalised in competitive because um, The Reggies have never Regis... been that, that sort of damaging
1: I'd like to say to the competitive game
0: um... Well, so the, t- the thing that's really interesting is I wonder if having had a, a uh, all three Reggies specialising in uh, respectively defense special defense and mixed defense and special defense mm-hmm. whether the two new ones that we have will specialize in attack and special attack and when you think about their typings it, it certainly you know makes a good case that um reggie drago may be a very strong attacker and uh reggie electric who will come on to a moment uh, could be a special attacker as an electric type so um maybe that they'll be super offensive rather than defensive
1: well, I think you raise an excellent point there and it's not one that I actually considered until you mentioned it, but hmm. uh, we'll talk about its ability then. So it, its new ability is called Dragon's Maw um, and whilst we still don't have a definition of what its ability is, um, part of the law says this, uh, Regidrago's body is composed of crystal, uh, crystallized dragon energy. The energy is densest in its central core. Uh, thanks to its body co- uh, composition, Regidrago can use dragon type moves with greater power than other Pokemon. So I'm wondering if that abilities just basically boosting your dragon type attacks by one point three percent or something like that. Or times one point
0: three. I think that makes good sense. Um it would I think it if it's gonna synergize with dragon type moves then boosting <clears throat> the damage output certainly makes the most sense.
1: And I guess the other thing to know about it is that it's got a signature move in uh, Dragon Energy. Uh, this Pokemon assumes a shape similar to dragon, uh, similar to a dragon's head and then fires intense Dragon Energy from its mouth. The more HP the user has remaining, the higher the move's power. So that's a, that's a cool little, um, yeah, cool little move.
0: Yeah, similar to Eruption.
1: Mm. Um, and the other one I wanted to talk about was uh, Reggie Eleki. We've got a, a name for it as well. Um, and uh, the law says strength restrained by special equipment. Uh, researchers have determined that uh, Reggie Eleki's body is fitted with what appears to be special insulating equipment that does not conduct electrici- that does not collect, uh, conduct electricity. Some theorize that in ancient, in ancient times, help me, uh, people tormented by Reggie Eleki fitted the equipment on the Pokemon to restrain its power. So, Why do we let you do the reading? I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So I,
0: just just off the bat, I have to say, when I saw the design of this Pokemon uh, 2D, I was like, oh, you know, it looks cool. And then when I saw it in game, I just thought, this is absolutely phenomenal design-wise. It looks <laughs> yeah. like a garden. It feels like a garden. It, it, I would love the design.
1: That's um, good. That's I'm a good. huge fan.
0: I just wanted to say that off the bat because uh, it's rare that I feel that strongly about a design of a Pokemon just seeing it offhand. Mm-hmm. I really love. Have we decided how it's pronounced?
1: Uh, I, I'm going to call it Reggie So I'm
0: going to go Reggie Lecky. Oh, that makes sense. I'm trying it. Okay,
1: I I, I'll, I'll go with it. Reggie Lecky. Uh, in South African, if you call Reggie Lecker, it means good. So shout out to my oh. South African peoples um so it's got a new ability called transistor um but i guess the law gives us a bit of um an answer perhaps a body with a bottom, bottomless supply of en- uh, electricity this pokemon absorbs electrons to live uh electrical energy makes up most of its body its electric type moves are said to pack the greatest power of any electric type pokemon so again maybe 1.3 times electrical power when it uses electric moves
0: question mark yeah that would make the most sense
1: yeah And I guess it's it's actually signature move is actually more interesting than uh, Reggie Drago's in in the fact that um, it's a special move called Thunder Cage. And it fires off a a bolt of electricity from its lower half, trapping the opponents below it in a cage of lightning. Uh, Thunder Cage doesn't only deal damage to the opponent when it lands, Uh, it causes them to be trapped in an electrified cage, uh, causing damage... uh, every turn for four or five turns, preventing them from fleeing or being swapped out. So it sounded like um a, a thunder fire spin really. But yeah, maybe I mean a bit expect to powerful. see
0: it alongside expect to see it alongside um uses Lapras and uh and uh I forgot the the name of it, Marina. Mm-hmm. Um because it's a, <laughs> we'll it's, a perfect, the pre-marina. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect counterpart to uh Parasong, which causes a Pokemon to faint in three turns. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, uh, a really cool move. As I said, really cool design. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it in the game.
1: And I guess we've already talked about it being competitively. Maybe these can make a difference to the game uh, it having powerful dragon, supposedly powerful dragon and electric moves.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they're legal in the competitive format.
1: Now, I did want to touch on one thing before we move to the Galarian Birds. It's something that you pointed out to me which I didn't even realise. The temples with the Regis. What's going on there?
0: Yeah, it was a um, a really subtly done uh, a bit of a trailer um, where we saw a Relincath inside the uh, temple, but most importantly, in the wild, uh, those of you who caught it, there was a waylord. And for those of you who played Generation 3, uh, and I believe Generation 4, I can't remember how it worked in Gen 4, uh, but in Generation 3, the way to uh, unlock the temples for... Um, the, the Reggies was to have a Waylord and, and Relincath in your party uh, go down to a cavern in the middle of the ocean uh, and it unlocked a very special uh, puzzle that you had to solve and it then unlocked all the temples. So um, it's definitely a shout out from the Pokemon Company to that puzzle. It looks like we're going to have something akin to that in this new game.
1: It's fine. Um, so where were we? We were talking about the Galarian uh pokemans uh, and i'm we just were... gonna
0: wait for the stream to go back live yep. yeah we we're talking about the glarian
1: so we we're talking about um glarian zapdos glarian Moltres, and glarian articuno um and i guess really where we need to start with this is holy moly they've actually confirmed that these are galarian um variants of legendary pokemon something i don't think i would ever see um
0: no we, we've not seen it before and it's it's really exciting i think the mo the thing i'm most excited for. Um, is probably the story behind these guys because obviously every Legendary's got a, a very dense amount of lore. So I'm really excited to see um, what the lore is behind the Galarian forms and why they're different to the Cantonian forms. I'm so excited about these.
1: And yeah, what, what's really interesting in the trailer is that we see them fighting with each other. So the original Canto Legendary Birds, you know, they're harmonious things alongside Lugia, but these ones are, like, just fighting with each other. And it's just... just disharmony, so I wonder what the deal is with, with, with all of them, really.
0: Yeah, I wonder if uh, I wonder if that means we will see Lugia make an appearance in the story again, or maybe a Galarian version of Lugia. Who oh knows? Um, but Lugia is so closely tied to these three birds that it would be uh, almost too good an opportunity to miss.
1: How far will they go with this? <laughs> oh,
0: don't stop, I'm all for it.
1: Um, So we'll start with the Galarian Zapdos then, Um, and this this sort of lore is a a legendary Pokemon that loves battling mighty opponents. Once every several decades, this migratory uh, Pokemon appears in the Crown Tundra. For a long time, it was thought to be the same legendary Pokemon as the Zapdos previously discovered in other regions. This belligerent, battle-hungry Pokemon seems unable to resist challenging Pokemon, and Pokemon it senses may be stronger than itself. Uh, So, quite an aggressive Pokemon then.
0: Yeah, I love that it's uh, really fired up. It looks—I mean, all three of them look very much fired up for a battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zapdos in particular looks looks like a fierce opponent. I love these it.
1: could easily be Monster Hunter bosses, honestly speaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we got the typing for it as well. It's fi- fighting, flying. Uh, it shares the the same typing as your favourite Pokemon, if you wanna.
0: Yeah, a Horlucha. One of my favourite Pokemon is absolutely Horlucha. I hope um, I hope he gets a massive attack stat because it would make it so. Uh, powerful certainly with max knuckle and max airstream it's going to be a great pokemon to to use
1: well just on that i guess this ability maybe uh, indicates the fact that it's stat that is going to be the crucial thing about it um with it uh having yeah defiant. access
0: to defiant yeah. yeah do you want to explain to the people what that is Defiant's an ability that where any one of your stats gets lowered, your attack stat is raised by two stages. So it's a really quick way to buff up uh, attack. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, we have seen Defiant on Pokemon who don't always rely on their attack stat. It could be a great way for um, Zapdos to turn a mediocre stat into an outstanding one mm-hmm. uh, really cheaply. So uh, I right, look, I'm all for it. It's a I great
1: think is in, in going to be a bit of trouble um in competitive
0: yeah i mean we'll we'll see if these pokemon are legal and competitive i mean historically they have been mm-hmm. um but with the the way the format's working at the moment actually i think it'd be really nice if to be honest really nice if they are kept out of it because um i think they're probably looking like they're going to be very very powerful uh pokemon mm-hmm. well this just
1: boosts the fact that it might be powerful uh the fact that it's got a signature move called thunderous kick uh so this is a fighting type physical move uh where the pokemon overwhelms its target with lightning like movement before delivering a kick uh, and this will also lower the target's defense so it's going to be a monstrous monster i think
0: yeah and definitely points to it being a physical uh attacker versus a special attacker
1: and I think um what we've talked about it briefly being uh competitive and probably going to be good for the competitive game, um but let's compare it to its counterpart uh, Zapdos now. Actually, Zapdos for me is the best of the three birds competitively, um being very good defensively, uh having an ability in Static that cripples physical attackers, um and quite a difficult Pokemon to switch into because it's got good coverage, uh with Electric and uh, Heat Wave obviously, uh for like those resistant uh, Steel types, and um. Fairphone, really, so um it kinda of complements uh, Zapdos having having a good, strong Galerian type as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But uh certainly don't sleep on uh, Articuno so do you want to just talk a bit about uh, articuno
1: <sighs> okay we'll, we'll go to articuno then you've you, I did, oh god um so a uh, galarian articuno a cruel arrogant legendary pokemon like um articuno is appeared in this crown tundra um uh, once every every while during migratory season uh though cold and callous in personality it moves in a highly refined manner it keeps itself airborne through through the constant use of psychic powers, almost never flapping its wings, which actually is really um, interesting, but it's a psychic flying type, um, and it's got an ability called competitive, if you want to...
0: Yeah, I mean, Articuno has always been my favourite of the three birds, so I really like its Galarian form. Uh, I think it's great. Competitive uh, is the counterpart to Defiant. So competitive, when one of your stats is lowered, uh, you gain two stages in special Attack. So uh, much like Zapdos will get a big boost to its attack, Articuno will get a massive boost to its special attack. And I'm sure with a a psychic and flying typing, it's going to have lots of moves that can do decent damage as well. Uh, And in the same way that we're seeing great usage out of Milotic at the moment with competitive, uh, don't expect Articuno to go down easily.
1: Well, it's got a move in uh, freezing glare, which is a psychic type special move, in which the Pokémon attacks uh, by firing psychic power from both its eyes hashtag Cyclops. Um, and this move may leave the target frozen. And I'm
0: thinking that will be a thirty percent chance to freeze. It's actually the first non ice type move that can cause freezing. So Ooh, some <laughs> nice that's, a, that's a real attraction. That's... Yeah, it's a real attraction, and if the the uh, percentage is quite good, that'll be a useful move. Now,
1: In singles competitive at the moment the meta, Ghost types are rampant. They're so strong in Sword and Shield, and actually, I kind of see this becoming hard to fit in with the current meta game, to be honest, if you just because of that. So it'll be interesting to see what its stats are like, and whether or not it can survive against things like, you know, Gengar, uh, Dragapult, you know, very fast Pokemon, very strong Pokemon, so we'll see. Yeah, the
0: same is definitely true in doubles. We'll have to wait and see uh, what its stat base is. I imagine it's going to be bulkier than um, the, either of the other two counterparts. Historically Articuno always has been, so let's wait and find out.
1: Well, uh, let's talk about his counterpart, Articuno. Well, let's actually not talk about it because it's not even worth talking about it in their competitive um, <laughs> standpoint. It was just terrible. Um, but we'll talk about the last one then, the most cool looking one from the artwork in, in my opinion anyway, uh, and that's uh, Glareon Moltres. Um, again, one that's a uh, migratory Pokemon that appears in the Crown Tundra. Uh, so, uh, it has a haughty personality, and it conducts itself calmly according to its own whims, Uh which doesn't match up, uh, but it is... what typing is it, Amit? Uh,
0: it's Dark Flying, I believe.
1: It is indeed. Um, and it's got the uh, ability Berserk, where it boosts the Pokémon's special attack when it takes a hit, that causes HP to become half or less, so very very... Um, I wouldn't say it as good as an ability as the other two, because it's quite dependent. Um, but yeah, um,
0: what do you think of it? Yeah, I mean, berserk, berserk, um, and again, I forget the name of the Pokemon. Uh, the dragon, normal dragon type from Gen Seven. Um, uh, Drampa. Drampa. Because it looks like a yes. grampa uh, Yeah, you do. You do occasionally see Drampa um, using berserk in competitive play. It's, it's. I mean, it, the the boost that it gives to attack is is not a subtle one. So, um, you know, expected to see some some play for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a it's a very cool design. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing the three of them together because I'm sure that there'll be a nice story around it.
1: Um, so it's got a dark type special move in in the name of Fiery Wrath. Uh, it the Pokemon transforms transforms its wrath into a fire like aura to attack. It may also make opposing Pokemon flinch. So that that's pretty cool um, ability uh, slash move. Sorry. Uh, to have that chance of flinching. We we historically see from Togekiss that flinching can be devastating in battles. So
0: Yeah, and, and nice that all three Pokemon's signature moves have got an homage to uh, the uh, uh, Antonian forms. Yeah. yeah. Nice.
1: Um, good in competitive. Well, I actually like Moltres um, in competitive. It's not as good as Zapdos, certainly, but it's way better than Articuno. It having flame body's got a co- kind of niche... Uh, for it to cripple physical attackers, but I don't think there's any way you'd use uh, a moltres over a volcarona. So let's see how um, the Glarian form sort of.
0: Uh, ah, let's let's wait and see. Yeah, um,
1: so that's it for the for the three. Is there anything you want to talk about these three or? No, let's move on. We'll move on. Uh, we'll talk about the the starters then. So we actually got um the hidden abilities for each starter, and I guess the first one is uh, Libero. If you want to tell the people what Libero is
0: yeah so uh, available now um you can get hidden ability starters through pokemon home mm-hmm. uh, libero is a ability very similar to um almost identical to protein uh greninja's uh, hidden ability where uh, cinderace changes form uh into uh the type of move that it's using mm-hmm. before it executes the move so uh, very very useful not only because you get the same type, type same type attack bonus guaranteed mm-hmm. um, but you also can use it quite defensively to avoid certain types of moves so makes cinderace a flying type to avoid uh, ground type moves dark type to avoid psychic types etc etc
1: and i think both um in the sort of smogon competitive game and i guess in sort of singles and probably doubles this is going to be a pokemon that's really going to you know be top tier because of that um ability and i guess it's got max s stream as well it's already got a good speed, speed tier it's got a good attack um uh stat so it's going to be quite the force to be reckoned with i'd say
0: yeah i hope so
1: um we've got uh the next one grassy surge grookey uh grassy surge uh well basically gives you grassy terrain on the battlefield which uh powers up um you know grass type moves um sort of weakens earthquake and a few other ground type moves and actually gives you residual recovery um and i think me and you had tested out um grassy search drillaboom and actually it was quite quite surprisingly good
0: yeah we had fun with it midweek we did a little stream on uh pokemon showdown just to test it out and show what it can do we had a lot of fun with it hmm
1: um i i guess you know it having grassy surge uh thank you al for the uh, <laughs> subscription um it having grassy surge you know really does help it when you're using maybe um a substitute set so you can get recovery back from substitutes uh it makes your yeah. wood hammer almost intolerable for pokemon to switch into so yeah it, it's definitely going to make uh the pokemon a lot better than it is currently having this new move um and the last one if you want to talk about the last one
0: Yes, yeah, Sniper Intalion uh, or Sniper Sobble. Um, Sniper boosts the uh, damage from a critical hit from 1.5 times the base damage to 2.25 times the base damage, and it makes Intalion uh, a Dynamax killer. So, Snipe Shot, which already has a boosted critical hit ratio, coupled with Scope Lens gives you a ridiculously high chance of a critical hit. Um, and now, with that boosted critical hit damage, uh, Snipe Shot is the kind of move that could really do. Uh, could really one hit KO uh, a lot of Dynamax Pokémon, so uh, a real asset to Inteleon there.
1: I think of the three, I I dislike Inteleon the most, just because it's so reliant on the crit factor. It's so reliant on it, and you know if you're not using scope lens, then you lower your chance even more to crit. So I think compared to the yeah, other I two, mean, this is the least impressive one out of the three.
0: Yeah, I mean don't um, don't forget the the um, the progress that uh, Togekiss has made with. Uh, super luck on the competitive scene Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean it's been very very prevalent in doubles um, because of the sheer damage output of scope lens plus um, scope lens plus super luck Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah I mean yeah it certainly of the three feels like the weakest of the uh, abilities but does feel very fitting for its personality so um, and I guess there's gigantamax
1: form as well having a literal water gun so (laughs) yeah exactly but hey should we move on to our next segment let's do it So it's time for the podcast form news with Sword and Shield. Um so Amit, do you want to talk about the mystery gifts coming up? Uh in Sword yeah, and Shield? I'll do
0: a really good... Co- I notice that we've gone very long on time. So yeah. I'll do a quick roundup of the news. Um, right now you can get yourself a hidden ability corsula um in Sword and Shield. Go on to Mystery Gift in game, uh, get via internet and you can get yourself a hidden ability Corsola um with the hidden ability cursed body. Very, very useful in competitive. It disables the uh the opponent's move uh, when it makes a hit with a 30% chance. Uh, you can also get an evolution item set, so lots of items like uh, Whip Dream, Sashay, that you need in order to embo- uh, evolve certain Pokemon in the game. Uh, it actually gives you the full, I think it gives you a full set of every yeah, evolution indeed. item you need. So uh, be sure to pick that up if you haven't finished your Pokedex yet and are looking for a couple of those, um, because it is annoying to have to wait for Star One Side to sell them. So uh, pick those up in-game at the moment
1: now considering we've gone long do you want to talk about the players cup this week is it some is there something uh, imperative that's happening or should we leave it till next week
0: uh no we'll leave the players week the players cup till next week cool. um but congratulations to everyone who did make the the tournament uh, we'll talk about it more next week um but lots of fun competing in the qualifiers and i hope you all had a good time as well
1: and we shall zoom on to the next segment pokemon twilight wings episode five wow this this show is just continues to be great gives us more context behind the characters go watch it and i guess when when the sort of twilight wings episodes ends we'll talk about it in in sort of further details and we'll explore the episodes but i really enjoyed
0: this did you end up watching it i haven't seen it yet so okay. uh, i will give you my feedback as soon as i can but um looking forward to watching it twilight wings is such a phenomenal uh, miniseries I'm, I'm really enjoying the depth it adds to the Galalo.
1: we'll go into the next segment What's the Pokemon Rumble Rush? What is going on with this game? It's it's going out of service next month. But there's a new update. What's
0: what's the Pokemon Rumble Rush? That's the segment name. That's fantastic. (laughs) Thank you. Well done,
1: you. (laughs) Don't praise me too much. I'm trying to to make sure that you've got time to exit. Um, Go on. No. um, So there's there's a new update. um, And quite a significant one where you can now switch between multiple seeds. So seeds are kind of like areas where um there were events um there's snag stages where you can uh, catch pokemon that you haven't caught in your pokemon deck uh, pokedex yet um Special missions and titles for catching Pokémon in every sea. Um, there's um a battle royale specific effects to summon gears, which I don't know what that means, but it doesn't matter because the game's going debunked next month, so we're probably better off not knowing. And now you can search for your Pokémon via um at the attack stat. But interestingly, it removes connectivity from your Nintendo account, so they're really saying goodbye to this game. <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's so sad that um, it's so sad that you know it's it's going out, but. It sounds like this is their big, you know, goodbye and hurrah. So, and I hope uh, those of you who played it, you know, continue to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and the little time that it's still available.
1: For completionists, you know, it's giving them a chance to complete their Pokedex before the game goes debunked so they can feel good about themselves. Exactly. And I hope yeah, you do exactly. go catch them, catch them all. Um, but without further ado, it's time for the next segment. What's Pokemon going on? You know? Um, <laughs> sorry. Is What's the news? <laughs> uh, there is a current uh throwback challenge 2020 champion event where actually uh it's focused on unova pokemon but um it has galarian stuntisk um spawning as well which is really cool um in eggs you can get uh, galarian meow thuramarka uh zigzagoon uh berserker and Obsagoon, and other pokemon are, are going to be available um and this will actually carry on past uh, the event where the Galarian Forms will be available in seven KM eggs alongside the Salolan counterparts. So that's pretty cool. Um, But actually more interestingly, uh, Latios and Latias are going to be in raids from June 12th uh, to June 14th, uh, 15th, sorry. So look forward to that. But actually, Niantic Out of Nowhere has just announced two new Pokemon Go features that are coming to the game. First is you can invite your friends to raid battles regardless of your friend's location, which is going to be so, so good. Because if you need help with a raid, you can now get your friend who may be, uh, may be running a bit late and can't catch up to you to come to the raid and help you with it. Uh, it will still use a raid pass. Not sure if it's a remote raid pass or a normal raid pass for your, your friend. But it's a really cool feature. And big shout outs to Niantic, making it more accessible, um... Uh, making raids more accessible to you by having friends available to help you from anywhere. Um, so really, really good um, feature there. But the other one is they're introducing stickers into the games where you can add stickers to gifts that you send to friends. I have no idea what the point of this is. There's going to be five available from launch, and I'm guessing it's going to be another thing that you'll have to buy uh, to get more. So enjoy stickers for whatever reason. I have no idea. I how hope they this. find
0: a way to let you put stickers on real life things. And so you can put like a Bulbasaur sticker on your front door, and then when someone else looks at your front door in AR, they can see the sticker. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> oh god, I can in just the imagine the amount of. You, if you implement and... that idea, I want the commission.
1: <laughs> I'm moving on, son. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to be a Pokemon Masters? Uh, that's that's the segment name. Uh. Cygnus suit Grimsley is coming to the Pokemon story on uh June 11th now we knew Grimsley well it was hinted that Grimsley is going to be part of the part of the new part of the main story I think we haven't had a main story update for about three or four months so it's good to see him but yeah we're going to have a new chapter and two interludes so I'm very much looking forward to that and uh the way to obtain Grimley will be from scouting so if you've got gems to scout Pokemon uh masters go scout for him uh I'll go more in depth about the character um how good he is going to be in the actual game uh next week but his design looks really really cool so uh yeah shout out to pokemon masters for the designs they they're crushing it i'm telling you this this game is yeah, unbelievable it's, you know,
0: it's a phenomenal it's absolutely one of my favorite um spin-off pokemon games uh credit for the guys at dna they're doing a wonderful job with the game.
1: Um and there's a water-type training event uh, where you can actually level up uh, Misty and Barry's Sink moves. Uh, so make sure you do that. You've got a while yet, um, but what you don't have a while yet for is the um, other event, which is with Dawn. You've got four days left to complete that event, um, so go ahead and make sure you do that. Um, but we're going to move on to my favorite segment. Where the Helioptile is Pokemon Sleep.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's strange because, you know, we've been talking about this nap, I mean, app for a long time. And I just, you know, it's a shame that the Pokemon company haven't put more news out about it because lots of people are looking for a Pokemon nap, I mean, that app that will help them sleep. And, you know, in lockdown, I know a lot of people are, are struggling to keep a good routine. And this is the kind of thing that would, you know, really help. And I'm sure it would have been very popular. Um, sadly, no update this week uh, on Pokemon Sleep. So the NAV, I mean app, is uh, still waiting for a full announcement. Um, Hopefully we'll get it later this year. Um, But until now, that's uh, all the news that I have for this week. Yeah, let's not drag it out. (laughs) Back to the
1: podcast form news. It's the news roundup. Uh, There's a Pokemon board game? Question mark?
0: Yeah, they bought out a Pokemon board game. Um, Something we didn't know we needed, but we absolutely do. Um, which is uh, a board game for the Pokemon Trading Card game, uh, which is called Pokemon Battle Academy. Uh, it features three starter decks centered around Charizard GX, Raichu GX, and Mewtwo GX. Uh, and what it does is basically introduce people to the Trading Card game. Uh, it's designed to help newcomers to the Trading Card game learn the rules. Um, it basically is the Pokemon Trading Card game. Uh, I'm not going to put a, a spin on it, um, but actually, the artwork's really nice. It's a very well packaged product. Um, and what I really like about it is they've not tried to dumb it down. Uh, it's the trading card game, and it's designed to help what I think are going to be newcomers to the game, uh, maybe to play it with an adult who you know is going to help teach them the rules or something like that. But it's it's really good for people who've never really come across the trading card game before. Um, I wonder if they just had a lot of leftover cards from uh, the Gen 7 series and thought, here's a great way to use them. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, do you know what? It's a really nice product, really nicely designed. Uh, I hope the price point isn't too high. Pokemon cards traditionally are quite expensive. Um, but a really cool board game. Go check it out if you haven't already. Certainly go look at the artwork for Charizard, Raichu, and Mewtwo because those are probably the best-looking GX cards. Uh, that I've seen Very, in a long very time.
1: fresh designs.
0: Really nice art- artwork. So go check that out on the Pokemon website. I'll, uh, the main I'll pull Pokemon up on
1: website. stream next week on the video version, so you, you can have a look at that next week on the e-video version um, when we're talking about the TCG. Um, but
0: yeah, Pokemon board game.
1: You know, uh, Erica says I'm old and I'd buy the board game. Uh, she loves board games. And you know what? I'm, I'm very tempted to actually buy it to play with my friends um, because it's, I haven't played it's the TCG in a long time. Could,
0: yeah, it's it's one of those things where I'm sure that they'll have done some balancing work between the decks, so they're all pretty even. Mm-hmm. So it's probably a really nice way to play the game with some friends, especially if they've never played Pokemon before. Um, it's probably a really nice way to play the game. Off, so you check it out. Do you sure... know
1: when it's available
0: at all? Uh, I believe it was the end of July. I think okay. it's releasing at the end of July. That's I don't really know whether good. that will be an international release, uh, whether it will be releasing online uh, with Lockdown, obviously. That, um, it's probably most likely to be distributed online. But keep an eye out, end of July, um, for the board game.
1: I think this will deserve a bit more time, so we'll leave it for next week. But just as a PSA, on the Pokemon Japanese Pokemon Kids website, uh, YouTube, sorry, uh, there's actually something called Tune, which is like a Pokemon X Looney Tunes sort of animation, which was quite incredible. But I think... It deserves a lot more time than we can give it at the moment, so we're going to leave that for next week, but is there anything you
0: want to say about it? Go watch it before next week. Uh, We'll talk about it next week. It's absolutely fantastic. It's so cleverly done. Mm -hmm. It's really uh, warm and enjoyable, uh, in the style of Looney Tunes, starring Scraggy and Mimikyu. Go check it out. Lots of fun.
1: And if you just Google it, you'll be able to find the link to it, even though it's in the Japanese uh, YouTube. So just Google it, you'll be able to find it. Pokey Tune. Um... But yeah, I think uh, we'll go on to our next segment, our final segment for today. The unknown fact of the week. Talk to me. Yeah,
0: um, yeah the unknown fact of the week. This is always my favourite segment of the week because I go through uh, literally hundreds of different um, Pokemon bits of trivia, trying to think of what I'm going to talk to you about. He has too and much but one time. really, one really caught my attention this week, um, which is that in Generation Four. Um, people who have looked through the source code have discovered that you actually have uh, better odds of catching Pokemon on certain days. So the Pokemon company have boosted, or the the designers uh, boosted the encounter rates for wild Pokemon uh, on holidays and on special occasions uh, and actually reduced the odds of finding wild Pokemon on, uh, I suppose I don't know how to put it, bad days so 9 11 as an example is a day where the encounter rate in generation four is reduced by 10 percent um it's it's a really subtle feature obviously something they never publicized maybe it was just the developers how a the hell fun.
1: did we find this out like years later
0: <laughs> yeah people were just looking through the source code it's one of those things that is so subtle you probably never would have noticed um but if you were trying to uh, catch pokemon on one of those days uh, and you thought the encounter rate was low you weren't making it up in your head. It's actually true and in the source code.
1: You just have one person just, just, just bumping and just like, it's been 84 years, but I've been proven correct. You know, <laughs> but that's a really cool um, fact of the week. Uh, but um, I think that's it for this week. Is there any other business you want to talk about?
0: um i don't i don't think so actually no? um it's it's been a pokey ramble podcast uh mm-hmm. it's been a very full-on one actually mm-hmm. um i i'm surprised with the three and a half minute trailer that we've managed to somehow fill almost at the 45 minutes worth of content it's quite uh, reminiscent so... of
1: our first ever podcast where we spent about two hours breaking down you know a, a 20 minute sort of trailer <laughs> so you know
0: yeah i mean uh oh it's been so much fun talking about it um i'm so looking forward to uh the dlc i don't know if i've said that enough mm-hmm. um but i'm sure next week we'll uh we'll either talk about a few of the things that we kind of just skimmed through today um but also one of the big things for for next week um while we are starting to key that up uh is we're going to be talking about the Sun and moon anime
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah Do you want to say anything more about that
1: i mean it's largely dependent on whether or not there's more dlc news i suspect we might get one more little push from the pokemon company before they release the dlc um so if there's no dlc news then for sure we're going to be doing the pokemon uh, sun and moon spoiler cast please 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 if you've got any sort of impressions on the pokemon sun and moon anime even if you only watched it for a few episodes please send them through to us at poke ramble pod at gmail.com or on my twitter at H. Um, or you can try find Amit's number and give him a call about it, but <laughs> give us your feedback <laughs> or, about it, because it's quite or, an interesting series, and there's uh, there's a lot to talk about it, um, more than meets the eye, I think, with the Sunrimon spoiler cast, so yeah, depending on yeah, whether if we or not next stuff, week,
0: yeah. If we don't get to do it next week, we certainly will uh, the weekend after the DLC launches, because that will be Uh, We'll keep that spoiler free so that um, anyone who hasn't yet played through the DLC will have time to do so. Yeah, and I think Um, we'll
1: be finalizing plans next week and we'll let you know what's going to happen with the um, spoiler cast for the Isle of Armour. Because certainly, uh, I know I've taken about three days off to to make sure that um, I get through it all. (laughs) And I'll be doing a host of sort of like um, giveaways and stuff like that. Uh, But more information on that next week. But um, apart from that, where can people watch and listen to the podcast, uh, my good friend?
0: You can find the Pokey Ramble podcast on Twitch. Uh, we are live every Sunday evening. Thank you so much to everyone who's joined us today. Yes, uh, First doesn't. time that we've had a really a really kind of engaging live audience. Um, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Kamailh, uh, K-U-M-A-I-L-H. Uh, every Sunday, 6.30 p.m. Uh, Universal Central Time or 7.30 p.m. British Summer Time. Um, we are live uh doing the podcast. If you don't catch us live, you can find us on YouTube, uh, search Pokey Ramble Podcast uh or on Spotify again Pokey Ramble Podcast. Um links are in the description if you want to check them out. And by uh by all means leave us comments, leave us questions. If there's stuff you want to talk about for the Sun and Moon Sun and Moon spoiler cast, let us know. Um but Kamal, it's been a pleasure.
1: As always, uh you take care and uh keep Pokemoning? Oh. Uh, we're we're going to have to come up with a tagline to end the stream. But... It would be, it <laughs> yeah.
0: would be keep Poke Rambling on. Oh. Until next but time. It's okay. Until no, it's ne-
1: okay. Until next time, keep Poke Rambling on. Wink, wink. <laughs> Bye, guys. See <laughs> <So>, ya. <yeah. laughs>